0: teaching brute. Today we're going to be talking about different grading tools that an elementary or primary school teacher can use.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's a huge push now to go for dig- for digital online uh, technology-based grading. And uh, I mean, what we're about to say, we're not knocking and like analog quote-unquote grading. Cuz you
0: know what, let's face it. Sometimes it's easier just to have that stack of papers. And
1: we'll and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And we'll talk about some of the pros and cons of the more traditional versus the digital ones, and kind of the, kind of the pros and the drawbacks of, of some tools in particular. So, yeah. Um, so, we should dive right into it. Um, I mean, uh, both both of us use digital tools to a certain degree. Yes. Some less, some more, and where I'm a general classroom teacher.
0: And I'm a specialist.
1: It tends to change things. It because, does. Because you would have upwards of three to 400 students, potentially. Potentially. And I have 23. Or 22.
0: Yes. So you've really got it good. However, it also <laughs> depends on how many devices you have available. Yes, that's right. Really and true. that also changes things. Yeah.
1: Now, to point to clarification here, right, right away, I am coming from a school where I am one-to-one MacBooks and recently have acquired 11 iPads. So... My experience is primarily on a one-to-one computer system with exposure to iPads. So, bear in mind, I know that I'm an abnormality in the world these days, but as they would say, it is what it is.
0: It is. And from my background, I've got experience in computer labs without anything in the classroom, and I've got experience in um, also having some devices in the classroom but not a full class set and then I've also got experience with having a full class set of devices so but I've never had any iPads in my classroom so that would be new for me and apparently my school is going to go down that road next year so we'll see how that goes awesome
1: all right so I mean the first app I mean that most people have gotten into using are apps or extensions that run through the G Suite yes now, I understand we apologize if you are in China and do not have run a VPN through your school. Right away, starting with, the, with Google Spreadsheets, there is a bunch of extensions mm-hmm. uh, within Google Spreadsheets if you want to use them. If you don't, Google Spreadsheets on its own is phenomenal for recording grading. I have been using it since I have started using Google, probably six seven, six, seven years ago now. And even just the basic stuff of, like, implementing scores under a rubric or... You know, If you're tracking kids' reading, mm-hmm. recording how they did with their reading, recording anecdotal notes on it, um, on a regular basis, I create something through Google Docs called the Status of the Class, and it's really simple. All you do is literally create a spread, create a series of cells with the students' names, and add, when they start to work, call it each kid's name and find out what they're up to. If they're in independent work time, especially, that's very valuable. For example, when my kids are writing a story, mm-hmm. um, I'll simply say, hey... John, where are you right now? Oh, I'm editing the story. Cool. Hey, Brett, what are you doing right now? Oh, Mr. Harnett, I'm finishing my first draft, or my rough draft, or my first copy, or whatever you want to call it. It's quick, it's easy, and all it is is a table. But, easier on Google Docs, or some rich Other one.
0: Okay. So... There's also the plugins like when you do a quiz yeah. in Google Forms. Well, Google Forms now does quizzes, so you could actually just have things auto-graded right in there. But there's also things like Fluguru, Yeah. which I really loved. It was great for formative stuff. I have to say that when it came to grading um, the students' answers that were more off the cuff, where they actually did their own thoughts and stuff like that, and I had to do the manual grading, I wished I'd had a pile of papers for that one. Yeah. Because it just took a little bit longer to load. But the nice thing was, was that instead of having to go through and grade all of the multiple choice stuff, as well as yeah. the manual, I could just grade the manual.
1: Yeah. And that tends to work out well. I mean, on a, on a similar note to FluBrewer, it was also an extension called Doctopus. Doctopus is a well-used one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found more used by specialist teachers than classroom teachers. Um... Man, I think uh, you guys you, you guys probably use that a bit more so you can probably talk more to the nuts and bolts of it than I can
0: yeah it's actually been a couple years since I've used it because I've received other tools that are more powerful since but I used to use it quite a bit and it was you know similar to flubrew and similar to some of the other stuff that's out there and it was great um, because I could basically just have kids fill out something in Google and have them submit that and it was good I could just kind of mark from there.
1: Um, the one thing that I've noticed as a classroom teacher is because it's so individually assignment specific, oftentimes the length of time it takes to set it up, because you're only doing it with one class versus potentially three, four, six, or eight classes, may not seem worth it yep. to an elementary classroom teacher who teaches four subject areas. So that's where I think the drawback comes in using that program. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. And, I mean, let's not forget something really basic, like your grade book that your school has for the report cards. Yes. You know, there's... I know a lot of my staff members still put all of their stuff on... Um, paper spreadsheets mm. basically so it's like they printed off the spreadsheet and then they just like we used to do like fresh out of college that's what I had I had a, a grade book yeah and I had each page had all the kids names on it and then going across the top all the different assignments and the scores they got and then report card time came and I had to calculate all that mm. up and put it all into the computer system well these days a lot of those report card systems actually have a grade book built in And it can save you so much time if your marks are already there.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, but and I'll admit, like a lot of times, you'll find stuff like gradebook is almost thrust upon you. You're almost mm-hmm. forced to learn it. But you know what? In the end, that becomes more valuable. Um, and then you had other more specific apps, like one like Nearpod, yep. which you can run a lesson through. But it also has the ability to create formative assessments inside of it. So you can create multiple choice and long answer questions, or even drawing inside stuff, which allows you to grade things. Or in the case of multiple choice, automatically is graded for you. Uh, Google Forms also allows you to do a very very similar thing where you can create multiple choice tests or multiple choice quizzes or even long answer quizzes. You may have to manually grade the short answer quizzes, but it'll allow it'll it'll the more multiple choice or check you know check checkpoint based stuff. It comes automatically. To you. You'll you'll know who how they did and what they did and how they did with it.
0: Um, Pear Deck. Yeah. Is now a good one to look at as well, especially because it now plugs into Google Slides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one that I'm going to take another look at in the next couple of weeks because it could become a very powerful tool.
1: Exactly. And and, and as we're talking, I know people are kind of thinking, aren't you blurring the lines of feedback tools right now? Mm. We talked about feedback tools a while back. Um, And we get that, yes. But we're talking clearly about just grading. We're not talking about feedback. We're not talking about providing reflective tools or providing students a chance to give you information back. We're literally talking about grading tools. Class Kick is one that I have not tried yet. Um, I may give it a shot, but according to Edutopia, it allows teachers to see every student's iPad screen and privately provides feedback. So it's more like a feedback tool, but it does allow you to grade what they're doing too, because you can see exactly what they're doing. So you can kind of grade on the fly.
0: Cool. If your school uses an LMS system, like Moodle or Schoology there's probably a gradebook built into there as well uh, I know that my school has been working with the developers over at Moodle and um, our Moodle now plugs into our gradebook um, our IMS system which is PowerSchool yeah. and so I type something into Moodle uh, whether it's a comment mm. or a number and it pushes it automatically over to PowerSchool, oh, yeah. boom, done
1: and I know Schoology has similar functions to that. Um, we don't use them that well yet uh, as elementary teachers. We primarily use Schoology as a, as a informational or feedback tool to parents. But nonetheless, it does have those abilities, especially if you're more to like middle school, high school. Um, so yeah, these are the big things. I mean, remembering, of course, that there's a big difference between like grading tools versus like tools that give you data to be graded. We're not talking about things like screencasting here. No. Uh, we're also not talking about video reflections because that's that's the data you need to grade. And I will, for the first pr- to promote, straight up analog pen to paper grades. Because as an elementary teacher, I have to grade essays or my essays. They're, essays. Grade. they're they're third graders.
0: <laughs> they're so, third graders. So, so, they're not writing essays. No, but information <laughs> it can be you know. take its long to read because I bet you not that penmanship isn't quite. Would well, you be smooth. shocked?
1: You so I've seen better penmanship in my third graders than I have seen in some middle school, high school. Students. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they still love. they haven't. They haven't lost the love of the teacher, so they like to impress. Anyways, <laughs> that's besides the point. That's beside the point. What we're getting at here is basically that if you are grading an informational piece or something like that it's often better to print off a rubric and highlight it I used to try and do it digitally where you would like click on a cell Mm -hmm. and then highlight it but because there's no short key for highlighting that's easily accessible unless you previously set it up but even with that it's harder it's often easier to print it off read it and highlight the damn thing than it is to do it digitally because the end result number one you have to print in color. It's just for, to a certain, you, it's often better to print in color because for, for little kids, it's easier to see that visually. Number two, it's just not worth the time, hmm. unless you know the kid is getting like every score in the same column. Which case, just highlight the whole column and highlight it, and that's quick. But that that's rare on a writing or on a reading or on a reading assessment. So, and by the way, there is other things out there that are preset for you, like map testing, which is graded for you. Like standardized tests. Yep. And though they're technically not grading tools, you do—they are—they—they—they tech- they, they can provide you with valuable data, which is the whole purpose of grading to begin with. So those are also things that you can bear in mind. And All right.
0: I think that's it. I think
1: that's it. We got. I mean, come.
0: there's there's so many more out there, but these are just a few to get you started. Yeah. And then one as you're researching it, you'll be able to find even more.
1: And if you have more, please put
0: them in the comments below. Have Next, a great everyone, one. Have a great one.